Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of the Brothers of Legacy. I am your host with the mostest, Anthony A.D. Walker. And I appreciate you guys rocking and hanging and doing all those things. And all that and then some. So t- today we are <laughs> kind of uh, continuing our conversation which in a roundabout way was about the 13% of African-Americans in the country. Um, And thank you, my podcast people, for rocking with us as well. If you don't know, we go live every single morning, Monday through Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Um, So you can check us out live as well. I appreciate you listening and supporting our podcast as well, because that means a lot. Make sure you rate and review wherever you're at. So my people, I appreciate you guys rocking with me today here and my replay viewers watching afterwards. Um, Make sure you share. Sharing is caring. Make sure you tag. If that's in Facebook land, tag somebody. Um, Definitely. I appreciate that. So we're going to have an amazing show. We got a couple of folks coming through. Um, just as a programming note, we are kind of in the in the process of shifting um, a little bit. Uh, we would now be broadcasting a lot under um, the Legacy Walker Network. Um, so when you hear that name, you won't get confused. Um, pulling all of the shows that we are a part of into one space. But the Legacy Walker Network, just to let you know. So when you begin to see it more, you know what we are talking about. Um, What else? What else? (laughs) I think that's that's it. And if you have not joined our text community, um, if you've joined, you're already a part, but just changing it up a little bit. um, Join our text community. Text Legacy Walk to 84576. Text Legacy Walk, W-A-L-K, to 84576. Be a part of that community. Uh, that is, that's it as far as that goes. Um, but yeah, so, and 13%, if you think of us as uh, African-Americans, ADOS, <laughs> and if you heard the word ADOS is African descendants of slaves, just so you know, just so you're up on the, the lingo. Cause when I first heard it, I'm like, what the heck is ADOS? Um, getting educated about that is, is definitely uh good because then you have an understanding of what the arguments are as far as between ADOS <laughs> and other other blacks that are in the country as well. And generally that's those from other other places and other countries and that they feel haven't descended from slaves in this country. All right, bringing my man on, Jay Hamilton in the building. What's going on, man? How you doing? Doing well, brother. Doing well. Can't complain. Let's see. Hey, what's so thank you for rocking with us. Shed, awesome. Appreciate you. Thank you for being here. Um, so let's see. All right. So today, like I said, we're talking about our 13%. Um, we, I want to, before we close out, get an update on the Derek. I can't ever remember his last name. Siobhan, Siobhan. Yeah. Chauvin. Okay. Mm-hmm. Chauvin. Okay. 
I mean, his name matters, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> What's up, Keita? <laughs> What's up, Keita? Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> um, but, um, so they, they are in, if I'm not mistaken, they're in closing arguments now. Am I correct? Uh, well, I have to check. So I'll say this. Um, I've been doing kind of a, a media a blitz on what had happened ever since Friday. Okay. Uh, and then, as you know, there was another unarmed black yes. person shot by police. Yes. So I've kind of shifted attention to, to that situation that going on with Deontay right. Wright. Um, right. But what I'll say is this. I mean, we've seen some unprecedented things in the Derek Chauvin case up okay. to this point. Um, one is the fact that there were so many officers who were testifying against a fellow police officer because the right. blue wall of silence is real. Yes. Um, and the fact that not just officers, but the chief uh, of right. police actually testified against Derek Chauvin. So that's, that's major. Yeah. Um, we've seen umpteen camera angles and hours of footage. Uh, apparently there was cameras on the streetlights, yeah. cameras on officers' body cams, cameras right. and cell phones, <laughs> cameras everywhere wow. who documented everything. So, right. I mean, this is I'll say this. Right. Yes. I know every black person watching this trial has an uneasiness growing in the pit of their stomach. And you should, right? right. Because right. racism right. is always at the table. Yes. It's always going to be at the table. Yeah. Um, but as far as the law is concerned, yeah. I have never seen a murder case with so much evidence okay. against someone. Right. Um, that that I mean, to me, it's like one, if you don't believe the video, right, you don't believe your own eyes, right, then you should be a blue lives matter person who believes the officer. Right. If you're not gonna right. believe the officer, then you gotta be a science person to see right. that person and believe right because he broke it down as well. Yeah, I saw that part. Or yes. the pulmonologist. Right. If you're not gonna be that, then you have to be somebody who believes in people, and you're gonna believe the nine-year-old that was testifying on what she saw Officer Chauvin doing. Right. Uh, if you're not going to believe that, you're going to believe all the other people that they tried to paint as being angry because they're black, right? right. <laughs> if you're right. not going to believe that, you're going to believe the EMT workers who were like, he wouldn't get his knee off the guy's neck while he was there. So to me, I feel like if you still are undecided at right. this point about whether or not <laughs> Derek Chauvin committed an act of murder on George Floyd, right? that ain't that ain't got nothing to do with law. That ain't got nothing to do with facts. It's got nothing to do with evidence. This right. is you personally feeling like right. the officer should never be held right. accountable, accountable for right. taking the life of an unarmed black person. Right. And right. the problem for us as a people in this country is that we don't get to see who's on the jury, but I can guarantee there's at least one person who don't look like us right. on that jury. That's true. That um, is true. So that we'll see. Oh, um, I'm going to keep it real. I could not. I, I, honestly was not covering or watching this at all. I mean, I started following your commentating and then I started seeing pieces of the trial. I was like, okay, look, it looks like it's going the right way. You know, I think I'm a keeper after Trayvon Martin. I was done. And, you know, I watched all of them. From, I watched them since OJ. <laughs> yeah. you know, I watched, I watched all the trials. And after Trayvon Martin and the way that that, that district attorney, you know, lost but didn't seem like she really lost and i was like i'm done i'm done this is just gonna make me angry this is just mm-hmm. just it's like they just they just keep getting on and you know going back you know trayvon martin he won the cop but it just it's the same kind of situation and just like how to get off how to get off what's up cole good morning my brother oh so um 
Yeah, so I just I I couldn't. I was like, because me and my wife were talking. I was like, I can't I can't do it again. I can't go through this roller coaster of all this evidence, <laughs> you know, I, next I, to just I, I totally this hip said I kill him, you know. Like, I just, totally understand, but see this this is the thing where there's two parts to this. So yeah. one, I've been trying to do uh, the commentary and just little summaries on Facebook right. because I don't want black people having to watch this. I'm watching this right. through a lens of somebody who has practiced in court right. and who sees this on a daily basis yeah. and can Definitely. give you something, but also who is a black man before all of that and who understands right. how these things work. Um, right. But the, the right. second part to this is I, I want people to understand that we want to be we want to believe at least that society has improved. We want right. to believe that society has changed. And right. every day that I see Derek Chauvin in the court, he's doodling on a notepad, right. no care in the world. He's on right. trial allegedly for his life. So any brother that's on the murder, murder kid, you know, you pull the hair out, you like, oh, <laughs> shoot. This dude, right. he's cool as a cucumber. He, you know, he's cool. And I'm like, right. why is he comfortable? He's like, because he knows the track record of officers getting convicted. It's very right. Right? right. So he's like, I'm going to ride this thing out. I'm a police officer. I'm white. Right. Let's yes. see what happens. Right. 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 <laughs> so the, the same thing that we're concerned about and what we're uneasy about is what he is embracing. Right. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> embracing. Definitely. So we'll wow. see. We'll see. We're going to, so we're going to, I guess we what's huh? going on, Dwayne? How you doing, man? We're gonna um, dig into that and our effect of the thirteen percent of us in this country. Um, this is kind of like my theme this week. <laughs> Yesterday, it kind of was a theme. It just went into the cancel culture of our thirteen percent. Um, but today we're gonna discuss, you know, law enforcement case. Unfortunately, another incident that has happened. Um, I do want to get Dwayne, who looks like he's invisible. He's just ahead <laughs> um, to, to discuss uh, something, you know, one of the, the the excuses one of the cops made for shooting my man saying they picked the wrong gun. And it's clear, like, that there's a big difference between a taser, taser yeah, yeah. and a gun. You right. know, it showed it. <laughs> um, so we're going to dig into all that. Let me kick this intro off and we're going to have a great show. Hang tight, guys. I didn't want to catch that morning. Good 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 morning. This episode is brought to you by StreamYard. Whether you're trying to up your production or just go live, StreamYard is the place to be. Go to BIT. Dot ly forward slash streamyard bol. All right, I like that. You like that? Yeah, 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 I'm trying to do a little little something, something. You know, trying to get a little revenue coming through. Oh, um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, what's up, Ashley? Good morning. Good morning, Cole. Start. I thought I was reaching for my taser and said, "Right, how irresponsible of any police officer." So. Let me ask, let's just go and jump into it. So, Dwayne, in, in the heat of a moment, because then a sheriff did the same thing some some months back, right? Shot another, I guess, suspect with a, yeah, an older guy. Mm-hmm. And, they, and, and the way they were kind of pictured, you know, trying to frame it on the news was like, yeah, he was older. He'd been in the force 
for a hundred years, you know, like he made a mistake, you know, grabbing his taser, grabbing his pistol instead of a taser. Um, so what what is the possibility of those kind of mistakes happening? And I know it's the heat, you're kind of tense. So so give us the real on it. Like okay, know. so a, a couple a couple things. By any chance, any, you guys know exactly. I know Minneapolis. I mean, well, I know in Minnesota, you know the city. Was it an ur- urban area, rural area? Mm. I, I think it was. Uh, I'm not gonna say a rural area, but it wasn't Minneapolis. It was outside of Minneapolis. Outside. So so first of all, I guess I'll say this. Let let me crush some stuff first. Number one, you never put lethal and non lethal on the same side of of your of your utility belt okay okay so that's gun taser that's gun pepper spray they're right. generally on opposite sides and they're on opposite sides for a reason the first right. reason is you want to know where right. all of this stuff is so these type mistakes don't happen right if i'm reaching for my gun thanks go i'm always reaching on if i'm a righty it's on my right side right if you were left this on your left side guess what's never on the normally I've never seen it. Guess what's never on the same side as your gun? What's that? Pepper spray, your right. taser. For this reason, exactly. Number two, muscle memory. Okay. Muscle memory is a beast. I don't know about anybody else, but I know how my gun feel. I know my gun in my hand. Right. right. Now, me and my wife had this discussion last night, and right. I said, this is what I told my wife. I was like, baby, I... I don't know. I, I'm I'm not buying mistake. Mistake just don't it just don't sound right to me. Right, right. And then right. when I found out she'd been on the force for 26 years, I think. Oh wow, wow. It, it, it lends to a maybe, and then but probably not. Okay, okay, so here's the maybe. If you've been on 26 years, generally speaking, you probably got a little bit of rank. You're probably doing something where you don't get a lot of interaction. Okay, and okay. you hit that slump where you just got a uniform and a badge, and they paying you until you retire. You just ride it out. I there, got you. there's a that's why I ask whether it's a rural area or an urban area because gotcha. this type thing happens in small towns all the time where okay. you don't get the updated training, you don't right. you don't do what you're supposed to do to stay right. within. So, yeah, and then number two, in order to I mean number three, in order to carry a taser. Yeah. You got to be tased. Okay. And and I promise you, <laughs> once once you feel those 50,000 volts right. pulsating through your body and you can't move anything, right? yeah, you tend to remember where that came from. Right. So I, I'm, it's hard. It's extremely hard for, for me to think that this was accidental. Right. Or, or a mistake. If this was a mistake, it, it came from one place and still, you know, it's not the right answer. Fear. If you're that fearful, if fear drives you to make that mistake, right? then, honey, maybe 21 years ago, you should have stopped doing this job. Right. So I'm, although I sympathize for any police officer that has to do this job, especially in this environment, I, I can't too much, it's, it's too much going on. The consequences of of their actions are a way too consequential um not only to other police officers but to neighborhoods in general for for rogue officers or unprepared or untrained 
or mentally unfit officers to be to be patrolling the streets. Mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so we have uh, some more unrest going on in Minneapolis because of another incident. Um, I'm and it's it's and Cole mentioned it was Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. Um, I'm guessing it must maybe not that far from the city um, because it just seems like they just ramped up. <laughs> it's like what's going on, what's happening, what is so is so. Let me ask an, another police question. So the because I've noticed it more, it seemed like I've seen more video of um, officers kind of on the neck. And we're talking about the uh, the Derek um, chauvinistic uh, trial going on. <laughs> so uh, more uh, on the neck is is a move. It's a technique kind of like used to be the chokehold. You know, it is, so on the neck is a technique. Am I correct? Um because I've well, seen a jo- couple jo- videos. See, see, this is the difference between Georgia and, and Minnesota. Okay. Minnesota was one of the few states that still allowed any type of chokeholds. Okay. okay. Um, in Georgia, it, it was never okay for us to choke anybody. Gotcha. If if I choked you, I better have the same justification of pulling my gun as an officer in Georgia. Okay. If I gotcha. can't justify pulling my gun, then I so so that's a that's a uh, a Minnesota thing that's. Nice. That that kind of varies from state to state. Okay. Oh, and, and to Sean's um to Sean Rollin Point, um, wouldn't a gun weigh more? Um, absolutely. Uh, I don't know if she had a Glock 19 or a Glock 23 or a Glock 40, but at right. at any rate, it's it's gonna weigh more and it's gonna feel different than the X26 taser. Right. Um so Cole said Brooklyn Park is about 12 miles northwest. Yeah, so that is close. That is really close. Um so, so wouldn't you say, uh, Jay? Um, I guess want to be, you know, we always talk about what's what's solutions, what solutions, mm-hmm. what are solutions? You know, I guess banning uh, sitting on somebody's neck should be like one part of the solution. You know, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like I always think because even in in New York, that was like a huge problem, the chokehold, because that's mm-hmm. what they, that was their go to, and many of our brothers and sisters have lost their lives to the chokehold, obviously. Um, so I'm, I'm like banning a a certain move kind of helps. I mean, you know, we always, the shot, getting shot is kind of whole not, another, another struggle, but right. at least a, a, a certain move position can at least eliminate, um, an unnecessary death. Wouldn't you well, say? I mean, this is the problem, right? So okay. right now, Minnesota is looking like Mississippi of the 1950s, Right. We yeah. were in the midst of a trial. Everybody know the Derek Chauvin trial is going on. So to kill an unarmed black person at this point is it feels flagrant to me. Uh, on top of that, we have to talk about um, there was uh, was it Jamar Crawford that, that got killed a few years before George right, Floyd, right? right. We got Orlando Castile. Right. Like Minnesota is jumping, and I feel like it's right for the community to be upset. Right. As far as moves the ban, I mean. I think what we have seen now is they're going to find another way to kill you. Right. <laughs> so with, with George Floyd, right. even the officers who are testifying in, in the Derek Chauvin trial are saying we, we weren't taught that. Right. Like we, we didn't okay. do this. This is a deviation from everything that we were taught, particularly gotcha. because he was handcuffed already. Right. So it wasn't a matter of like, we're trying to re- get him to stop resisting and get him in the car. It was, right. he's handcuffed on the ground. 
Right. 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 So you, even the defense is trying to find a way to argue around this concept of a knee on the neck. They've right. said well, the knee was actually on the shoulder and it was a leveraging position right. to right. keep him from turning over all kinds of things. Despite right. the fact that nine eyewitnesses, um, the, the, the cameras from every angle, we didn't see all that. Like he was, his knee was on the shoulder for probably 30 seconds. Right. right? But the rest of that nine minutes, we know where the knee was at. So I don't know to say that banning it does anything. And then the other part from a legal perspective is what happens to the average citizen if the officer says, okay, I understand that's the rule, but I'm not going to follow it, right? Because then what's your options? You still either got to get an expensive attorney to go file a federal suit for your constitutional rights. Most people in our community aren't going to be able to do that, right? Right. Or you got to hope that uh, internal affairs is going to do something more than read it and laugh. Right. So, you know, it's a lot. And I feel like the the big thing about this case uh, and the reason why you haven't seen those other officers who were involved with Derek Chauvin yet is because everything hinges on what happens with Derek Chauvin. If if he's found not guilty, then they shouldn't be like there's nothing they should do because they're like if he had video evidence and all this stuff and people still said, I'm not sure. And we're good. We didn't kill anybody. Right. Right. Um, but if if he gets found guilty, then I think this may be the turn of a standard where okay. we start seeing officers who are willing to testify. Maybe the blue wall of silence is not going to go away, but maybe no, it comes never. a little bit. Right. Um, right. And that's why we have to be vigilant. I, I just don't understand these cases where in the midst of all of the volatility that we have going on, because everybody's on edge about right. what's going to happen. How do you make a mistake? <laughs> Like this. Right. If it is a right mistake, now. Right. how do you right. make a mistake like this right, right now? In right that now. Right. right now. Right. I don't I mean, think it's a mistake either. Though, I mean, you I know. mean, how many places burn? How, how many cities have burned? I mean, how many officers have been involved in in hairy things in the last twelve months? How, how much fire has anything that happens now? And you you got to be pro. Like, do you remember? Following George Floyd, do you remember the the case here in um, Atlanta at the mm-hmm. Wendy's, right? Yeah. Do you do you see how fast that the mayor and the police chief acted in that yes. situation? Yes. You know why they did that? <laughs> because they realized the climate that we're in. Right. You right. don't need to be patrolling streets. You making it hot for people out there who really are doing their job to the right. best of their ability. Yes. It, it's it's a sad. I've always said that the military and the police are a microcosm of the communities that we live in. Right. If you got racist, bigots, haters, whatever the case is in your community, you're going to have those same people on forces. Right. It's this. That's true. I I don't, I don't understand it. I've literally tried to wrap my mind like, okay, I've pulled my gun out of my holster so many times. And I was told to do this by, the 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 senior officers when when I would walk into to the precinct when I first started they was like all right draw it is draw I'm not even going this way I'm not going by no other place other than here it should be second nature to go here and come back here because right. that second nature is what's gonna save you right right so there's no mistake of I got you. The, the 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 standard has always been this is what we were told. 
okay, when it comes to you doing your job and you have to and you have to um execute deadly force, right? This is gonna be the standard of judgment. Would a reasonably sound officer do the same thing in your position? Mm. So I'm thinking about myself. I'm reasonable. I'm right. sound. <laughs> if I'm right. putting this into, do I think that I'm going to mistake my taser for my pistol? Right. Mm. <sighs> That's what somebody doing if they believe this. <laughs> <laughs> well, that said, uh, take their freedom for the duration of their life and take their money, fines, until that starts happening, uh, then outside of that, what is action? What is an actionable idea? I'm with it. Do you I think mean, that would be I'm, enough? I'm curious about that. Is, is she talking about from the perspective of Brother Wright, or is she talking about from the perspective of the officer? Because Brother Wright, the whole issue is that there was a fine issue that they were trying to pursue him for. I think she's talking about the officer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. still my officer. Yeah. Um, so it, with that, well, that you think that would be enough, you know, like, do, do you feel like um, and, you know, come Dwayne, you know, our, our actual cop, <laughs> you know, like and and being in, in the police, uh, do you feel like uh, any of your actions are a warrant taking a risk? You know what I'm saying? Like doing doing something outside or even. Even if there are, you know, you watch those TV shows when you know there's that dude's a criminal. I just have nothing on him, you know, like, but if I bust a cap at him, I don't have to deal with him any longer. You know, like, oh, is it, you know, like what what warrants, you know, it are there enough fines or do you feel like there's enough discipline to really? I, I, I think him? that the answer to everything you're asking is yes. Um, okay. and here, here's the thing. If I know that my actions could lead to me not having a job, not being able to support right. my family, being in jail myself. Right. right. Which is a horrible place for a cop to be. <laughs> right. I could imagine. Horrible place for, especially in these days and times, right? Right. Right. If I know that jail is real, right. if I cross the line. Right. If I know that. If if and right now I don't think cops really know that. Because name one, I'll wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm gonna name right. a couple. I'm gonna name a couple names, and you tell me if they still walk in the streets. Right, Alton, right. Sterling, the right. cops free. Tamir Rice, right. No, no jail. Uh, Sandra Bland. Let's go back that far. Right, right. Um, let, let, what, um, Michael Brown, right. Crawford, right. Brianna, right. It, it, nobody's in jail, right. So. Right. If I'm a cop and I got screws loose up here or I just don't like you because your skin is darker than mine. Right. Right. And there's no chance of me thinking that if I get rid of you in in something that I can make up a story that I thought this, I felt that. Right. There's no repercussions for me doing it. I'm right. still likely to do it. Mm -hmm. You put me in jail. Not only is that making a statement for me. Right. But the next person, oh, well, you know, the other four people got away, but they got John, bro. Right. Hey, buddy, I'm telling you, John John is going downtown. John going, he going up, he going to sing, sing. Right. Let that happen. Right. Look, no, can you imagine David Bix being put on 63rd and MLK? Pastor McCory, can you imagine David Duke? 
chilling on 630 MLK. I know you just got in the room, so I just want to bring you in. It's not going to happen, right? It's probably not going to happen, and that's the thing. It That punishment isn't real until somebody's eating that punishment, you know? Right. And, and that's the problem. I, I think a lot of police officers do the right thing on every single day. I think it's a large percent, but they're, they're not they're not the issue. Just like me being a good cop, I wasn't the issue. The issue was that five to fifteen percent that really just don't give a crap. Right. Who will do whatever, whenever, because they know that if I do this, I'm probably gonna get slapped on the wrist. I might get suspended for two weeks. I might miss some pay. Right. But I'm still gonna put my knee on somebody back. I'm still gonna shoot somebody over a taser. Right. I'm and, he, and here's the reality of it, and, and I'm because I know my answer was a little wrong. There's a female. There's a female who who got killed in Tennessee by a black female who got killed in Tennessee by a white officer. This white officer did every single thing right and went extra about what he was doing. Okay. He he allowed her to go back into her vehicle multiple times, including getting a cigarette, then to get a lighter. Right. Um, even after he found marijuana and what he believed to be cocaine in her purse. When he goes to arrest her, she runs around the car and he still doesn't pull his gun out, right? right. She right. gets in the car, starts to call her up. He pulls out his taser. He tases her. She then grabs a gun. Wow. She puts the gun at her. He's right. like, man, put the gun down, put the gun down. Still telling her to put the gun down when she fires two shots and then he returns fire. She ends up crashing out, dying down the street because she left the scene anyway. Right. What happens when you see something happen to a cop that's, that's done wrong is this. Or if you got con- a conscious in, in this time, in this era, sometimes it will affect how you do your job. And I think that this that that white cop that killed the black female in Tennessee, his time and everything else was affected because of him, I think it was his conscience. I can't be the next person on TV killing right. somebody, killing mm-hmm. an unarmed black... This right. person wasn't an arm, but there, there's a Georgia trooper who got reprimanded the week prior to his death for excessive force. Wow! He pulls over a Vietnam vet who had um, some mental issues that were never resolved, and he tells the cop, "I'm going to my truck. I'm getting my gun, and I'm gonna kill you." Right. And the cop still is, "Sir, stop! Hand on the hip." Still had to right. remove the gun from the holster, sir. Get out the truck, get out the truck, get out the truck. Guy pulls out a, a AR-15, M-16, wow. shoots the cop eight times, and the cop never pulled his weapon. Wow. So if there's a threat, that there's repercussions for your actions. Right. If it's a real threat, then people will start <clears throat> acting accordingly. Wow. All right. Um, before we, we continue on, just a real quick break. Uh Solomon's Temple Christian Ministries with this brother right here, Pastor Brian McCory, will be coming on tonight at seven o'clock. Um, so make sure you guys check it out. Hang tight.
So make sure you check out Solomon's Temple Christian Ministries tonight at 7 p.m. Make sure you check out the next episode. <laughs> the next episode. <laughs> and, if you, oh, and if you do check it out, Pass is going to be like, you get a word. You get a word. Find out what happens in three days. Right? <laughs> Does he get up? Does he get up? Um, <laughs> is the promise fulfilled? Okay, let's stop. All right. Um, so we are we are discussing the, the many cases um that are that are going on um uh primarily the the Derek chauvinistic case <laughs> with um uh Jay was kind of giving us enough you say Derek chauvinistic <laughs> <laughs> so um and Dwayne was kind of breaking down the cop perspective which is awesome this is like one of the moments I'm really glad Super glad he's on the show because you get a real perspective of someone that's out there and not just because, you know, when, when you hear about the switch up with the tails and the gun, you looking like, don't it, they look as big and yellow? All of them are big and yellow. Like, you know, can't you just see, you know, I could because I could get like pulling it like, oh, no, that's the wrong gun. Right. <laughs> like, like, so and, and it's and would and you would think it's the weight would be different. Like one is a little more heavier than, you know. That's my mind, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not a cop. You, I've never been right. there, you know, never been that kind of situation. So it's also not. So what was what was Dwayne's response to that? Are you saying that they do feel the same? Are you saying no. that the adrenaline flow causes you to mistake one for the other? I, I no, I I don't think it's a mistake. I think it's an extremely hard thing to to mistake. Number one. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah. All right, because yeah. I was about to block you. <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> want to make sure the conversation is going where he thought. Like, let's, yeah, let's hey, you know me, I was want to make sure we was with one accord, brother. I, I didn't mean to say that like that. <laughs> Look, he, with he all the training, that. with all the training and everything, right, so I don't, right. I don't want to reiterate anything that y'all have already talked about in my tardiness. Right. But uh, I'm, I'm definitely on on the bandwagon of there's entirely too much training. Uh, you're supposed to be the expert. Right. Uh, all the training with putting the taser on one side and the, and the weapon on the other side, right. you know, uh, all that stuff. And I and what I saw, I realized now that's the new excuse. I thought it was my gun. Right. I, mean, I thought it was my taser. taser. Right. That, yeah. Right. Because that that's going to be enough. That's going to provide enough reasonable doubt. Right. to get cops off reasonable Not, but, but it shouldn't be that for a 26 year veteran you shouldn't even it shouldn't no I, I agree with you but you heard yeah. the chief say she I thought would, yeah when the chief said that that I was a rap for me right. that was a rap for me here's here's the thing what what jay said earlier what what, what he what he said was the absolute ugly truth Minnesota is the new is the new Mississippi when it seems like to, when it comes to these cop murders. Right. Like if if you take away Minnesota out of the equation, like a lot of protests wouldn't have happened in the last couple of years. Yeah, but I I think that what you're seeing is a boiling over. I, but I think well, I guess what right. I was trying to say is it's become the norm. Yeah, and, and it's accepted. 
the, the same way when when the when the police chief here in in um Cherokee County um doubled down and defended his sheriff um officer for saying that the the client I mean the the suspect had a bad day when he just went out and killed seven eight people and he didn't come out swinging at that captain who good and well knew better to make right. that comment it was because right. it was accepted in that police force and right. and they were okay with each other what right. we're seeing in minnesota right now is another police chief slash sheriff who's okay with the the renegade action hmm. of their people because they hold it near and dear too, and they feel the same way. I don't know right, if I, I also think. Be... Go ahead, go ahead, sir. Sorry, go ahead, finish appointment. I apologize. I was just gonna say I I don't I don't know if I could if I could be a police chief or anything in the, one of these situations. Just knowing the the situation, the climate, okay, and, and be able to utter that. Oh yeah, I believe that she no. If if I if I even if I believed her, uh, well, we're gonna have an internal investigation. And and we'll let that speak for itself. I'm not gonna give my opinions. It's yeah. It's, let me it's, let me it's, say it's, this. I you know, I had a debate with a guy once because I was on a golf course, and I said my church. That's well at my church, mm-hmm. and he said, "See, see, that's what I'm talking about. See." All y'all preachers, you think you own the church. You think it's your church. It's God's church. And I'm like, when I sat in the pew, I called it my church. If it's the church that I attend, it's my church. That doesn't, that's not a stake of ownership. But the reality is, I do feel some level of investment, some level of ownership. Because right. it's where my praise and my worship is. It right. is mine. Right. right. And and I thought about that. And I think about what you just said, Dwayne. And the reality is, even as a leader, when I talk to the people in our congregation, I do say, be careful how you conduct yourself. Right. Because when people see you, they're going to see me. Mm-hmm. You are an extension of the spirit that I carry or you're supposed to be. So don't get out there and put a stain on my name by putting a stain on your church. Right. That's real. Okay. And that's how I feel. I don't want there to be any people from Solomon's temple out here clowning. And then someone say, Oh, that's what in them Solomon's temple folks. (laughs) Right. Right. You understand? Because they'll use that against the entire organization. Right. You can't tell me that a police chief or a desk sergeant or a, you know, whoever the, the, the shift leader, shift commander is, can't stand at, at the morning briefing or evening briefing and say, if you get out here and act a fool, right? If you get out here and let your internal racist ticker cause you to do something that brings a bad reflection on this unit, I'm going to hang you out to dry. Right. I'm not with you. All right. Mm-hmm. So right. what I'm so to your point, Dwayne. It's very easy to mitigate some of these things. It's how the leaders speak to the officers before they leave, before they go out on shift. So if there was more of that taking place, I don't think we would have as much of a problem as we have. The problem 
is that that's not the conversation in a lot of cases. It's just go do your job. I'll see you next shift. Right. And that's the that's the, that's the thing. So how do we how do we begin to mitigate this? It still begins and ends with leadership. The police chief stood up in front of everybody and essentially became a defense attorney and said, I believe she made a mistake. Right. I believe she thought it was her. And I'm saying 26 year veteran. I don't believe that. Right. And I don't think it's the position of the police chief to state either way. Right. I think he broke the law mm. because he went, he went, they say, Oh no, we don't want this. What, what do they call it? When you, the, um, the, the public trial, what do they call it? The, when you, when you put all the information out there for the public to decide uh, and they're concerned uh, that you won't get a fair trial. What do they call it? Court of public opinion. Yeah. The court of public opinion. So what he has done as he has cast a broad message. Right. 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 And, and, and so now You've already inserted this seed of doubt because now everybody's thinking, oh, poor girl, she just made a mistake. No, a 26 year veteran didn't make a mistake. A 26 26 year veteran is supposed to know you're a professional, you're a specialist in this. So I don't, I, I, you know, I don't believe that. I'm sorry, that's just me. Um, so, but I still believe that this has to go before a court. It's got to go before a judge. It's got to go before a jury if it even gets that far. But I'm saying I don't expect it to get that far because of what the police chief just said. Right. So, well, that just, sends a broader just, message to me than anything. Just just a side note, uh, Pastor brought up the chief of police. So I want you to consider your voting. So you wonder, what can I do when it comes time for the chief to run for office? And and what I've realized, <laughs> you know, really paying attention to now the voting uh, time. These A lot of times the chief police are off cycle. And I truly believe that's how a lot of chief police stay in office so long. You like, I need to get rid of this guy. When is the time to oh, vote for him? Oh, no, that, that's that's the mayor you want to focus. The mayor on appoints the police chief, appointed, yeah, but the don't, chief don't, sheriff, a sheriff is elected, but sheriff, a police chief, a sheriff. Mayor. Sorry, yeah. sorry about that guy. Yeah. But let's go up to the mayor. Yes, question him or her. That's the sheriff is elected. Yeah, right. Whoever they're selecting, you know, and let them know if you want to keep this job, you need to change that dude. So <laughs> we have to. We have to make our voice clear. Go ahead. And, and I think this is a, a good segue into the uh, Chauvin case, because okay. what you see is the police chief who happens to be black mm. testifying against Officer Chauvin and any of the things that Officer Chauvin implemented on right. the day that he encountered George Floyd. Right. Um, I think Pastor's right. I think it, it starts at the top. So what message does the leadership send out? to the officers who are working underneath their guidance. Do they send a message of, I'm going to have your back regardless of what happens, which it sounds like is what they're doing uh, in this case? Or is it a message more so like the Chauvin case where they say, no, we're not going to tolerate standards being broken. Uh, and not only will we not tolerate it, but we are going to actively uh, mm-hmm. come and break the blue wall of silence ourselves and right. come to court and testify against you. Right, um, right. Pastor, one of the things we talked about earlier, I was saying that you know, I've seen a lot of cases in my day, but this is the first murder case I've seen with hours of video footage from every angle you can find. Nine eyewitnesses, um, medical examiners, EMTs, right. officers testifying against this officer. Right. If there was a case for somebody to get convicted of murder, this right. is it. Right. But the fact that that Officer Chauvin can come to court every day and doodle in his pad with no care in the world. Let's you know how strong he knows because he knows the track record. 
not a lot of police officers, particularly white police officers, are going to be found guilty. Right. So he's playing the card and all he needs is one juror to say, mm, I don't think so. Right. Um, right. So it's going to be very interesting to see how this case pans out, uh, what, what the disposition is for the case. But I think you already had gasoline everywhere with people watching this trial or even folks in our community who didn't want to watch the trial because it triggers so yeah. many images to add another uh, shooting on top of that is I don't know how people in Minneapolis right now or Minnesota in general I don't know how they can feel comfortable at this point it's like you're just being blatantly disrespected my my position I, so here's the thing there, there's two ways of looking at it and and I completely agree with you with regards to officer Chauvin but I I would also say that in another world another perspective not another world another perspective is in so many factions he's a hero mm. he has bragging rights i got one and i was able to do it on national tv and i made them watch him die so what does he look like to white supremacists mm. he looks like a god he looks like a king that is where I think his confidence comes from mm. because outside of the death penalty, what's going to happen to him in prison? He going to be somebody female dog. Oh, really? 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 You, you think, you, you think that that's what he'll be when we already know that uh, there are active right wing or white supremacists in the police force who look for opportunity to kill black people. So you think that those become uh, somebody's female dog in prison? I, I believe that if he goes to prison, really? I believe that he's not going to have it easy. You really? Okay. All right. Well, I, I'll tell you what, <clears throat> if you're a white supremacist and you know that the police force, it may be, if it's, even if it's not dominated by white supremacists, there's a good 40% of them in there knowing that at some point they may get caught doing damage to uh, a minority. Those people are Kings. Uh, I don't, I, how, how are you going to tell me that a, a right wing group in prison is not going to accept someone like that? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying he won't be accepted. I'm just saying he's going to perpetually have a target on him. Yeah, he's going to have a target on him by other people, but he's going to be protected by his own. No, no, I, I give you that. No, 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 I'm not disagreeing with that. I, I, I right. agree with that. So, but, so the next question is, how dangerous do you think it's going to be for him if the prison is controlled by white supremacists? Depends on which prison he's at. Exactly. So how much say do you think he'll oh, have in what prison he goes to? I got you. I got what you're saying. I'm a cop. I'm a former cop. You can't send me here. It's a death penalty. It's, yeah, I see you. No, I see it, you. It, 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 he, he's not going to have to say anything because there are enough people in high position that can direct him where they're more comfortable with him going. Because he's a cop, he's going to get special protection because they know the cops have targets on their back. So they're going to put him somewhere. And, and all I'm saying is, I was speaking back to... Uh, um, Lord have mercy. Hamilton's uh, point, 
right? About and when I call you Hamilton, I think you're on broad, uh, Broadway. Um, <laughs> I'm waiting for you to break out in a song. Or <laughs> um, so that's the point that I think that's where the confidence comes from. Right. Right. Like they, even if, even no if I'm what. guilty, they can't get right. me. Right. right. You know, no. Okay. So, so quick question. So we'll let, we'll let ask a question uh, to your knowledge is a typical protocol for them to put her uh, on paid administrative leave. It sounds like they're looking to clear her. Well, that, yeah, that's um, that that's a, a thing that changes from department to department based on their policy. But you see it a lot simply because just like anybody else supposed to receive this, um, you're innocent until proven guilty. So if you truly haven't done something or there's mitigating circumstances surrounding the, the incident, they have to do the investigation. So they don't want to take from you and punish you for something that you may not. And, I, and I'm not saying that she is one of these people, but they 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 put you in a position where, OK, we're going to sit you over here because if you get involved in anything now, everything you get involved in is questioned. You pull somebody over and you find crack in the car. Um, yeah, we're going to go back. And did you really find crack? So it gotcha. creates too many problems. So they got to take you out of the equation. Um, right. And they they generally pay you. Um, because you still haven't been found guilty yet, so it's it's gotcha. it's kind of um, it's it's normal, um, but right. it's department to department, agency to agency. Right. Um, Cole also he said uh, here's the thing: racism is not new thing in Minneapolis. Redlining redlining is a huge problem there and has been for almost a century. The city placed I ninety four in the middle of a thriving neighborhood in the fifties to purposely stifle their come up. It's a fertile racist land, but it's bubbling under the surface, literally until May of last year. Um, Sean Ron said that is called taking accountability and responsibility. Cole also said mayor appoints police chief. Yeah, either go to the mayor or vote him out. Yes, indeed. Um, Rollins said from the leader to the janitor should feel accountable, accountability and responsibility as respect to a a being part of a whole unit. Um, See, that's, that's a solid, simple person right there. Right. <laughs> Sam said she was 26 year veteran who was overzealous from beginning. She wasn't even the officer who pulled pulled him over. The two officers mm-hmm. pulled him over, didn't even have their weapons drawn. She was out of right. pocket from the beginning. Um, right. Cole right. also said sounds like she was policing scared. Far too many men and women are doing these these days. And uh, what what should Chauvin do? Floyd didn't cooperate. He was being stubborn. He didn't comply. Chauvin to restrain Floyd by any means necessary. Right. <laughs> Chauvin, right. Wasn't, Chauvin wasn't the first one on the scene either, was he? I don't um, think so. No. They, well, no. this is the, the funny part. No, I so think they he showed, came later. They showed the interaction of George Floyd at the very beginning when he was still sitting right. in the car. And when he's sitting in the car, there was no like, hey, can you step right. out? I want to talk to you. It was a gun in his face. And he starts freaking out because he had been shot accidentally by police before. So he says, I've been shot before. This is, you know, making me nervous, blah, blah, blah. They took that as he's being frantic. He must be high on something. But we don't know. We don't, we have no idea. I can imagine the PTSD that comes in if you turn to the side and there's a gun in your face and it's an officer, right? And you've already been through that. So that's how they initially encountered him before all of this stuff even happened. The second part of this, and I know we don't emphasize this enough, 
we don't talk about mental health issues that often, particularly as it relates to the black community. But right. he always was compliant. When they walked him across the street, he was compliant. The issue came in in that they tried to put him in a police car and he told them that he was claustrophobic. Right. So he says, I'm claustrophobic. Please don't put me in the car. I'll lay on the ground. I'll stand against the wall. I'll do whatever you want me to do. Don't put me in the car. They put him in the car anyway. He said, well, please just don't close the door. Right. right. And they they went and there was a group of officers with showmen that went on the right side of the car. And then there were two officers on the left side. And I can't tell. They're trying to paint it out as he started getting combative. But it looks more like the people on the left side were trying to push him in so they could close the door. And the it people worked. on the right side were trying to pull him through. But he's freaking out because he's right. claustrophobic. He's right. So yeah. they pull him out the car. Once they get him out the car, they lay him on the ground. He's laid right. on the ground at that point. From the angles that I've seen, you don't see resistance. Like you see him on the ground, handcuffed. He is trying to turn so he can breathe a little bit, but that's when you just see Derek Chauvin be on that, and that's it for the rest right. of the time. So everybody who sees this is walking in as he's being pulled out of the car, and they're telling the officer, get your knee off his neck, get your knee off his neck. So again, my point remains, if there was a case to convict, right? <laughs> I don't it know how many clear. Like, usually it with murder seems, cases, you don't see right. the actual murder, right? Right. You nine people. You usually right. see circumstantial evidence and you have to right. paint a tapestry of how this works, right? right. There's a murder weapon or right. a bloody glove found right. at your house, right? Like that's something they gotta do it. But it, it doesn't, it doesn't work. In this case, you got kids because it just so happened that there was a bus stop right there. That the kids were going were going to the bus stop, and there's a store that was very popular that people were going to. So it's passes by going to the store. It's a gas station clerk from across the street. It's kids, one as young as nine years old, who are seeing this, and they're all saying, "Look, man, you need to take your knee off this guy's neck." And he didn't care. Right. Um, the last thing about it is, I'm big on like imagery, and I feel like every time I saw. Officer Chauvin with his knee on the neck. I just kept thinking about when people were getting on Colin Kaepernick for taking the knee during the anthem. <laughs> right. And the look on his face about like, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you're saying. I right. don't care who sees me. I don't care what's going on. I'm the officer. I run things here. Right. And you are going to do what I tell you to do. It just wow. struck me as a power trip um, to further emphasize to the community, largely the eyewitnesses who are black, that you need to fall in line and understand right. I'm going to do what I want to do. So I don't think there should be any problem proving malice. I don't think there should be any problem proving a killing. Right. But the issue is there's going to be at least one person on that jury who's going to say, reasonable doubt. Right. I don't know. So oh, we're, we're hoping that person can uh, be convinced. Well, you'll, you'll know that person when they come out and, and you finally <laughs> – see who the jurors are because it'll be the one person with a big red slap mark on their face. <laughs> Where every, um, juror, every other juror was able to slap them. Uh, real, real, real quick, um, tonight also at 8.30 will be the Sisters of Legacy. Um, tonight they'll be talking about uh, health and wellness. Um, so make sure you ladies and everyone else check them out. Uh, we'll be right back.
Yeah, so tonight, 8.30, uh, check out the Sisters of Legacy. If you're following the Brothers of Legacy, you'll get notification about that as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so we appreciate you guys rocking and hanging with us. Um, oh, <laughs> yes, I know. I just remembered. Yes, Sam, I know. I know. That's, <laughs> you got, she got a new logo. I, I totally forgot to, to put it up. We approved you, it. You, you're on 2020. Right. She, needs to, she needs you to get on 2021. right? <laughs> I got the old version. That's the old version. AD, what is the message to the young man that was just shot, Dante, mm-hmm. and his attempt to run, to flee, and getting shot? You said, what's the message? Yeah. What's the takeaway from that? Because the reality is, you know, he there's still a possibility that he could have ended up shot. But right. what are the chances that he doesn't get shot if he does not try to flee? Right. Because he was essentially almost in handcuffs. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm saying you can't talk about all of this. Right. And not talk about that. Yeah, you're right. I agree. Um, we we talk about how you know she shouldn't have shot him and all that, but yeah. what was he doing? I, I saw the flee. I'm okay, so it seems like from the video, no, no, it seemed you know. I, see, we, what we're getting ready to do is, yeah. is what the Excuse police it. did. <laughs> Bottom line is he flees. What are you doing? Yeah, that's what are you doing? doing? There's multiple police officers there that's with the point. climate that we're operating in. Yes. What are yes. you doing trying to snatch yourself away yeah. from the police officer while putting you while he's trying to put you in handcuffs? Right. 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 Yep. So why would you in this climate? Right. Try to flee. Give someone a reason to shoot you. Right. And, and you were wrong anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That That is true. Right. Dirty. True. Right. Right. So I'm saying so. So how can I talk about the the female officer, right, and not talk about what led to To the incident? Yeah, I agree. Because you can't put that kind of power in someone's hands like her, right? And you never know if you have a her in that environment, right? So the best thing you can do is comply, especially when you know you're wrong. True. Yes. Yes. I, yes. I got to push back a little bit on that. Come on. Right. I knew you would. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I'm, I'm sitting here trying to <laughs> bask in my he, No, he didn't deserve to die. He didn't deserve to die. Right. Okay. Right. There's no justification for what she did, but right. how do you justify what he did? And you're going, you're going to go back to the mental you know, the emotional and all that kind of stuff. But what I'm saying is I want to get out alive. Right. And, and, I don't want to contribute to somebody damaging me. Right. I mean, I, I get that the some say people try to comply and still get it, but exactly. you, I, and I knew that was probably where exactly. you're going to go, but, but, but I'm right. Right. Cause that like, if, if God forbid, you know, let's just say my son, AJ, the same situation, let's say he didn't die. He got shot in the leg. My thing is like, Dad, she didn't have to shoot me. You didn't have to run. <laughs> like, you know, that would have been, you know, I would have been on top of him about that. Like, just comply. Like, I I get it. You're about to go to jail for some time, but rather you go to jail than die. 
you this know, is, like this, at least this is a foggy window for me. Yeah, it's a super <laughs> foggy window because it's not foggy. No, no, it, but it what is. What would you, you ignore? Because my thing There's is, reason, right? I have a son. If I have a son out there, I'm gonna be like, go to jail, and we'll get you. Okay, but but we're I'm talking about to you. But we're talking about this. Let's let's look at this area that we're talking. So we're okay. not talking about multiple geographic areas. Okay, just this area. For Philando, did did he not comply exactly. in every way, shape, or form in this area, the same area, the George Floyd pretty much not comply in this same geographical region. I, I mean, Wisconsin isn't that far away, and we see the same thing happening in this area repeatedly. I'm not justifying the running by no means. But what I also do know is running isn't a justification of deadly force. Exactly. I, no, I mean, I, 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 I get that. that. I get that. No, I, I, what I'm saying is before the deadly force happened, all I'm saying is this, right? We keep mm-hmm. talking about the deadly force. I, there's nothing that justifies somebody getting killed right. over a traffic violation or a Absolutely. citation. Okay? Nothing. What I'm saying is when you know that, why wouldn't my – listen – I don't want to deal with, I don't want to interact with police. Right. I love the Lord with all my heart. I, the Bible says obedience is better right. than sacrifice, right. but I'm not going to obey the devil. Right. Right. Okay. So I got a problem with when you say obedience, you know, don't tell me to comply if I'm dealing with the devil. Right. Right. I got you. All right. I'm going to fight with everything that I am, everything that I have. But in this particular situation, what I'm saying is, where are you going? You got multiple police officers there. You're not going to win that fight. No, absolutely not. Okay, so okay. let me let me let me. So when they when they have you out of the car mm-hmm. and they're putting cuffs on you, all right. all right, you can say people complied or didn't comply or anything. You can say all of that kind of stuff. You're right. We die whether we comply or not. But what I'm saying is your risk gets increased when no, you're absolutely. non-compliant. And so now you have to make a decision. Right. Am I going to not comply? And, and, and here's my question. Was there hostility on the part of the police officers that you could see that caused him to be resistant? Okay. No. So he looked, he found an opportunity. He caught them sleeping and tried to run. Mm-hmm. Let me, let me, can I, let me throw this in there. Then this is a fantasy far fetched and my story alone. Um, so what, let's start at the, the video, the part where it seems like they are dealing with him at the car before he started, before they started wrestling with him. Right. If if you're doing dirty. Right. You know, you know, the cops, <laughs> you know, you know, you're, you're decent cops, you know, you're crooked cops, <laughs> you know, and, and say he was in the in the midst of complying. And let's say, because she's been in the force 26 years, and let's just say she's known for shooting people. You know, like he's be, he been doing dirty for a while, so he knows, oh gosh, here come, here come, miss, shoot him up. You know, like she's known for shooting suspects right next to them. You know, just, just, it's far fetched. Mm-hmm. And, and he wigs out. <laughs> he's like, oh man, here she come. I'm jumping in this car. I'm trying to get out of here because I'm not being another victim just like my man Jerry that they'd never find out because there was no, no cameras on us, you know, like, so 
I think about it like that. If he was driving dirty, he might he might have a bad relationship with this cop. I'm with Pasta because at the same time, you know, if if there is no story, if there is, you know, try to comply, hopefully get out of this alive instead of intensifying the situation, you know, and I and yes, him not complying does not warrant him getting shot. And yes, Sam put up. They had his information. They could have they could have found out, you know, picked him up later. They know where he lives. They could have chased him slowly, did an OJ chase, <laughs> threw some spikes down, caught him up, caught up to him later. Um, but he should I, I, I agree with Pastor when complying should take place. You know, I don't we don't know what it because it seemed like he was until she rolled up and then it got hot. So I don't know what shifted the situation because he was—he seemed like he was up against it, and like you said, it seemed like maybe they were sleeping, and he was waiting for the moment. Like you know, the cop turned away and he whipped his hand. <laughs> you know, you—you you, want to know what happened? I'm gonna tell you what happened because it's one of the pastor. You remember having a conversation with me, and you asked me how long did I? How long was I a cop? And I said slightly, right under three years. And you remember what you said to me? That in itself should be a book. <laughs> three years. <laughs> And you and, and you was like, ah, this ain't for me. But tell you what happened. How long has she been a cop? Twenty six. Th- and this is over some of y'all heads, because some some of y'all are gonna catch exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Twenty six years, right? <laughs> and you said that there were multiple cops on the scene prior to. If she got twenty six years, that means she's got some type some type of seniority. She's probably a sergeant or a right. lieutenant, which means she's running shifts, right? Right. Right. So she shows up later because she's not doing the patrolling. Right. Which means she's not interacting with the people, which means right. she in many cases don't give to, you know, the rest of it. Right. So when she pulls up, do you know why the whole situation changes? Because she brings 26 years of mindset and her way of doing things to the scene. That's why it changes. Now, this is my personal belief. You said three years. Wow. I said when I was. I think, you, I, need, unit, I think you need to go deeper into that because you're not really. So I, I did. So I did three years as a cop and, and, and made the decision that it wasn't for me because the right. things that I wanted to do, I saw challenges at every single turn. Right. right. Okay. And I said that I am doing less change than I remotely anticipated. Gotcha. And one of the reasons is when you talk about these things, not saying that every person who's been a cop for a long time is dirty. However, if he does got some some blemishes or she got some blemishes, guess who carrying weight and who's not? That new officer that wants to do everything right and treat the people he's interacting with right. This was my. Right. My mentality when I approached anybody was I could have a bad day. Something horrible could just happen in my life. You don't know that. And when I pull you over, I don't know what's going on in your life. All I do know is I've been pulled over in uniform and I'm like, oh, crap, what did I do? And I got a gun and a badge on. Right. And if I feel that way, how does the next person feel? Right. Right. So I know it's a tense situation. You know what a 26 year vet don't do? Care about how you feel care about what the day is going and and anybody can challenge me on this this is facts and i'll stand on this on the capital steps on any state a 26 year veteran don't care about what kind of day you had don't care most of them are jaded 
Oh, so you're going to your friend's house or what's your friend name? Where your friend live? Oh, yeah, we uh, we don't know nobody like that over here. What you doing over here? No, they don't care. Right. Because for them, it's X's and O's. And you're just the op. Right. If you was on O Block, they'd be STLE. They'd be 051. If you was in Jacksonville, they'd be on the west side and you on the east side. Right. 26 years. For me, when I see 26 years, what I saw initially, and I didn't say it at first, and maybe I'm wrong, Pastor. I hear you when you told me, just open my mouth and talk, right? When I saw 26 years, I saw somebody who was setting their ways. I saw somebody who didn't give two craps about the person that they were paid to protect and to serve. I saw somebody who was going to make any excuse in the world to be right, even though they're probably wrong and everybody else know it, but 26 years speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. And this is where we've been, and this is where we are in this country right now. Because you got 26 years, I automatically assume this person knows their job just a little bit better than you do, even though you got the same training and, and you do things slightly different. Right, this is the problem. When you look at the Atlanta at, at Wendy's, mm-hmm. the initial cop, he almost let this guy go. Right. The, the backup cop or the senior cop, the one with the training for the DUI that had to come in and administer it because the, the right. other cop didn't have that under his belt. He right. came in and made the situation worse. You look at Eric Garner. I can't breathe. It wasn't the initial cop. It was that second cop sent in. And you know what comes in with these second and third backup vehicles most of the time? Somebody who's disconnected from the community. Somebody who don't see them every day. And somebody who could give less than two craps about you. Because I've been doing this for this long. I know I know trash when I see it. Mm. That's the mentality. So when I reach for my gun, which always is straight down on my right side, and I go right. across my body and I grab right. a taser and I say, oops, I made a mistake. You are 26 years of lying mistake. That's 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 my piece. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> no, I, I, I love that. I I was um do y'all know that preacher uh Michael Todd out of uh I think he's out of Oklahoma, I think. Yeah, young guy. Beautiful. Real prolific speaker. He was talking about stains on your life, you know, things that you get involved in and it has an impact on you. And he gave this illustration, you know, where he had people surrounded by people and every person they had paint on their clothing, wet paint. And each individual represented a season of a person's life or an emotion, anger, disappointment hurt, whatever the case might be. And he was saying, you know, he, the, the illustration was anytime you have an experience with something like this, like disappointment, like disappointment walked up to him and gave him a hug. But when disappointment turned around and walked away, it left the stain, mm-hmm. right? Hatred came up and gave him a hug, right? At some, at one point in time, hatred embraced you. Hatred was a part of your life. And and but you can you can get past it. Right. But sometimes it it leaves a stain on you and and you walk around with this stain on you and and it's going to impact how you think, how you move forward. Right. Because you haven't been cleansed from it. Uh, Addiction came and and embraced him. And and, uh, you know, you may put the substance down, but 
he says, addiction walked away from you, but you don't walk away from it. Everything that you call yourself getting away from, sometimes you go back to it because right. it's a familiar territory for you. You understand? And, and so we all have these experiences in life. And these experiences leave an impression. So when you talk about a 26 year veteran, I see it from two sides. One, yes, there's rank, there's seniority, there's all that. The other one is there's frustration and bitterness because you're not a chief of police. After right. 26 years, you don't have right. significant rank and you still out here on the beat. Right, right, right. You understand? Right. And so those are those are career stains. You know, what mistake did you make in your career that still had you out here responding to traffic citations? 26 right. years and you responded to a traffic stop. Right. You understand? So people are out and you don't know what kind of stains these officers have on them. Right. And the longer they're in the police force, the more stains they have. Right. You know, and to your point, that's why they are desensitized to your situation, because they're more sensitive to where they feel like they should be. And now they have to prove a point. Right. You right. know, and, and, and the same thing on the upside, you know, to the young man, to Dante, who tried to run. Right. We don't to, to Jay Hamilton's point. We don't know the emotional stains that he had. We don't know the history of his interaction with the police force and all of that. What I do know is that he probably would be alive today. Chances are better that he'd be alive right. than not based on what we saw. You understand? Right. And so and I'm not I'm not taking anything. We Listen, we have a problem when it comes to cops and people of darker hue. I mean, that's just the that's just the reality. Right. Um, but but what I'm saying is I can't speak for for him and why he wanted to run. I can I, I have to look at that the same way I look at uh, the George Floyd case. Mm-hmm. The George Floyd case, I see stains on Officer Chauvin, right? right. That have that put him on trial today. Right. I also see stains on George Floyd. Right. 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 And so now we're dealing with the consequences. So if there's ever any message for anybody out there in this conversation, you know, check your stains. You know, Mm -hmm. look at where you are, because we all have a lot to consider about all of this. And it's not going to get any better for anybody until law enforcement checks themselves. But also we have to check ourselves because I will tell you, I will still tell you that I would rather that young man let them put those handcuffs on him. And if they're going to kill you anyway, they're going to kill you. But let them kill you. Uh, for no reason, instead right. of trying to, you, instead yeah. of you giving them what they would consider to be a justification right. for doing it. Yes, indeed. Because I don't know who was waiting at home for him. Right. Right. And and that's a point I wanted to get to as well. I feel like if it, if this had happened to any child of anybody in this on this panel, right, we would say, we want you to be safe. We want you right. to get home because we can help you. Yeah. But we have to also realize that most of the people that they are taken in don't have families who's going to be able to come up with bail money to be able to get people out. Khalif Browder went in over a suspicion, right? And they sent him in and he couldn't get out because he couldn't afford the bond, right? right? So a lot, this happens more often than not where people are put in, they don't have anybody who's going to be able to afford anything. You'll be in jail and you're in jail for traffic stuff, for citations. Um, whereas you might be, you know, in, in a cell with people who aren't there for citations, right. right? So there's consequences there. There's also this uh, concept of discretion when it comes to the officer, 
So if an officer comes and there's a citation that could be issued in lieu of an arrest, what are the factors that escalate something to an arrestable state as opposed to saying, look, you know, we're just going to issue another citation. Um, here's your court date. Right? right. So there are a lot of factors there. And I, I think everything is always at play. But one of the main things that I agree with past on this, we definitely want our kids coming home for sure. Right. Um, and I think that whatever people need to employ in order to get home, you need to do that. Compliance mm-hmm. oftentimes is going to be the better solution or the better option to choose. But I wish I could say compliance was 100 percent guaranteed. Right. We right. see, unfortunately, it's, it's not. Yeah, it's not. It's not. Um, all right. So we appreciate you guys rocking and hanging with us. Um, heavy topic today um, as we continue on this week. Um, talking about our 13% because I, I say that number over and over because, you know, if, if you really think about, yeah, if you really think about the fact that we are, we are such a smaller fraction of a larger body that we're dealing with, then you understand the need for us to stick more together and to, to do more to, to keep ourselves on the right track, to keep us from being dirty. And I know even in the cleanest moments, we still are become, you know, victims of racism. Um, but with, I just, I, I just want that number to kind of stick with you. So as you, you want a fraction off from your, from your brother, your sister, think about it's not many of us. So we need to stick together closer. All right. So, um, I appreciate you guys. Uh, thank you guys. Thank you, Jay, for rocking with us. Of course, yeah, yeah, um, thanks for we, we gotta get we gotta get him a, a, a commercial up in here, don't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Let me <laughs> yeah, right, right. Put something together. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll yeah, we'll definitely talk, Jay, because yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you going because you if if you're in the North Carolina area, <laughs> if you're in the state, hit my man up if you have any issues. I I know he was uh, doing a lot of eviction helps, so if you if you're going through that, he is definitely the man to call. Um, and any other legal issues, uh, hit him up. If he can't handle them, I'm sure he can hook you up with someone who can. So let him be your, your conduit. He is a, a good brother. So reach out to him. Reach out to him. Reach out to him. Don't look for charity. Look to be a blessing. <laughs> you know? I appreciate it. <laughs> Listen, brother got bills just like yeah, everybody yeah, else. Yes, oh, I you want the stuff that folds, not jingles. <laughs> there you, go. you better say it. You better yes. say it. Yes. So, so hit him up. You know, if you're going to pay somebody, pay, pay somebody who's really on your side. Who's really hey, on your side. Hey, can I give you a, a, a crazy fact? Yes. Before, um, you, Thank you, you Lisa. know that major organs make up 14%. Wow. Of your body. So you wow. talk about that 13%. How how important is that 13%? Right. Right. Well, let's see. That could be that could represent the brain, the heart, the right. liver, the stomach, the lungs. I'm 13. I just had I just had to look at it. I'm a geek sometimes and I'm like, hmm, 13. <laughs> right. Right. And we have been we have been intricate in the development of this country in all facets. Like all of it. <laughs> so, so it's, it's so it's it, it is true that we are we are major organs, but we become stronger by working together. Let that seep in. All right, guys. So we look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow as we continue our thirteen percent conversation and our effect in this country. Um, so we look forward. Make sure you share, share, tag somebody, inbox them. Uh, Mama McCory is always on top of that. I appreciate that for her. 
Um, and make sure you just, I'm telling you, we, we're developing a community here, conversations that are moving our neighborhoods and everywhere else. All right. So we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Same channel, same place. And, and like I said, stay part of this community. Um, boom, boom, boom. Where's it at? So I changed it up a little bit because I'm connecting all of the shows that are connected. Uh, go to connect legacy walk to eight, four, five, seven, six legacy walk to eight, four text legacy walk to eight, four, five, seven, six and stay a part of the community, everything that's happening and all the changes that are going down. All right, guys, see you in the AM. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, This episode is brought to you by StreamYard. Whether you're trying to up your production or just go live, StreamYard is the place to be. Go to bit.ly forward slash StreamYard, 